Almost 10 years ago, I left a corporate career that just wasn't giving me the professional or personal life that I wanted. I was burnt out, disengaged, and feeling sick and tired of having no control over my schedule and feeling like there were always limits on what I could accomplish. So I started a consulting business. I had no idea what was in store for me, but by taking that leap, I created a new path to professional success significantly more income, and a personal life with so much flexibility, family time, and lots of travel. And I don't think I'll ever look back. So many of you have heard my story and asked me if you should jump into consulting. It's not a simple yes or no, so I've created a short quiz to help you figure out if consulting is right for you. If you're wondering if consulting might be the next right step for you, go ahead and take two minutes to take the quiz at theclaritywizard.com forward slash quiz and discover if now is the right time to move from employee to entrepreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Fork in the Road podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Guzman-Galloway. And on this season two, we are talking to experts who help us move past this fork in the road and into the next phase of our journey. Today, I'm speaking with Jasmine Escalera about being stuck and how to get out of it. I know so many of you have, or like me, have had that feeling in the past, and it is challenging to say the least. Jasmine provides us great insight into what's truly at the core of this feeling, and how to get through it. She talks about looking within to understand it, about having the courage to ask for what you want, about building community, and more importantly, about the mindset shifts that are necessary to truly make progress, especially for women of color. So I hope you get a lot out of this conversation. Hi, Jasmine. I am Mm -hmm. so, so happy to have you here today. I cannot wait to get into this important conversation with you. You have so much value to add. When we had our first little get together, I knew this was going to be a high value conversation. So I'm ready to jump right in. Can we start with maybe you telling us a little bit about you, kind of your journey into what you do today and then who you serve and how you serve them? I would love to do that. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I remember our first conversation. I also got to meet your daughters (laughs) and it was absolutely wonderful. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. So I want to start really with where my story and my journey begins, which is as a Latina growing up in the projects in Brooklyn, New York, and really that very confident, that very assertive, that very firm, that very loved that very fulfilled little girl because she was in a community of individuals and people who look like her and who were going through the same struggle that she was going through. And I have to tell you that I never felt more embraced than in those moments where I was in my community. And I never felt more championed. I feel like everyone in my community not only saw me as the girl who was going to make it out, but also saw me as like their shining star, right? I remember coming home from school and the first people that would know about my A on a test were the fellas on the stoop. And that really made me feel so confident in my capabilities and my ability to succeed in the world. But the problem was it was almost kind of like living in a bubble because I was living around individuals who look like me, acted like me, talked like me, had the same lifestyle as me. But then stepping out into the work world 
into academia, into going to college and then to grad school, it was a completely different space and environment. And I have to say that I was not prepared for it. My parents, you know, my dad didn't go to college, barely graduated high school. My mom went to college when I was much older in life. And so I wasn't prepared for what the work world, what the career world, what the academic world was really going to serve to me. And I have to say that it didn't serve the best to me being a Latina in STEM. I really felt like no longer was I in that community that embraced me and that lifted me up. I was in a community with very, you know, older white men at the time in STEM. And STEM still is very white male dominated, but I was in this environment with individuals who were extremely competitive and it felt to me like they wanted to keep me in a certain place and space. So it was incredibly challenging trying to become successful in my career, trying to follow that path that everybody else wanted me to follow of success. I didn't know how to navigate that. I didn't know how to make that happen. And I think externally, everyone was looking at me saying, well, she's successful, right? She's achieved it. She's made it. But internally, I didn't feel that that was the case. I was making myself small. I was conforming. I was playing the game the way that I thought everybody else wanted me to play it. And it took me a very long time to recognize and realize who that person was when she was this confident and empowered woman, what her needs were and how her needs were being fulfilled and how I wasn't getting that now. And it took me a long time to really start to become that person again reclaim that identity, reclaim that story, and step out of the work environment to find my community again, or even to really redesign my professional space to suit and fit me best. So it was a lot of internal work that I had to do to become that confident woman again. And once I did, I actually started to realize I'm in toxic work environments. These are places that are not for me. And so I started to really, again, think about what is it that I want to do? How can I use my strengths and gifts and values in a different way? And that's what led me to start my business where I support and help women of color really become their most empowered and confident selves in the workplace and become the people that they want to be, the women that they want to be so that they can achieve success their way. And I do that through a lot of deep mindset work, a lot of reconnecting to who we are, a lot of dismissing of limiting beliefs, the beliefs that were instilled on us that no longer serve us anymore. And I really work with my clients to define success for themselves and achieve it. And then also, because I think money is incredibly important for women of color to be able to you know, achieve that level of wealth that they want as well. I resonate so much with your story and what you're talking about and this idea that you needed to redefine your professional space. That phrase alone really kind of hit home. And I think what's important about the work that you're doing is that even as I have gone through that similar journey in my own way and found myself somewhere where I also feel like I'm satisfied, I didn't think that I did it purposefully. I think this sort of just happened for me because Mm -hmm. I didn't have that awareness until now. I think being able to reflect back, I just didn't have that level of awareness to say the problem is the space. The problem isn't me. And not until I found myself in new spaces and new places where I felt, Hey, I feel comfortable here. This feels right. Now I can see that it wasn't me. It was that place. And so, you know, your work is important because it can speed us through that process instead of, you know, for me, it took 20 years for me to get where I am. It can speed us through that process. Is that how you feel is happening with your clients where you see that they're moving kind of through it 
faster than obviously if we were doing it on our own. Yeah, well, so interesting. I actually want to connect back to what you mentioned that, you know, your professional community, your community in general, the people around you help you to recognize or the things around you, the changes of situations help you to recognize like, wait a second, that was not where I should be. And I think there's a duality effect here, right? I think it is the change of environments and spaces and those around us and people around us that help lift us up and recognize our worth and value. And I also think there's that internal component as well. So it's a duality and it's a balance. I think that you have to, in order to build confidence and in order to be that empowered version of you, both things have to be interplaying, right? You have to be in a safe space for you to be you. And then you'll start to realize, oh, wow, I wasn't being me before, or I wasn't in the right space, or I wasn't in the right environment. Now I can recognize what that is. But there also has to be that internal component too. What is it that I need? What is it that I want to do? Who is it that I want to be? And really reflecting on that component and piece. And I think they both go really hand in hand. For me, the way that I work with my clients is I take the approach of if we build ourselves up to the version of the woman we want to be, recognizing who we want to be in this world, how we want to walk in this world, how we want to approach our careers, then inevitably we will always demand what we deserve because we know what we deserve. For me, I take it from that internal approach. And then all of a sudden you'll just be like, oh no, this is not right for me. And I know this isn't right for me. And then you'll take the steps to make the change. Instead of waiting, right? To find your place that way. Let's transition into the topic of the episode here, which is about feeling stuck, which I don't think is different than what we've already started talking about is I think the way I would articulate feeling stuck and I want to hear your thoughts on what is it to be stuck? The way I would articulate Mm -hmm. it is this feeling of unease that this isn't working and I'm unhappy with it, but I can't seem to get past just that emotion and that feeling and feeling this sort of sense of dread and desire for something different, for something better, but can't really move past the emotion and really just stewing and sitting in that. Is that how your clients talk about feeling stuck or what else would you add to that sense of stuckedness, if that's the word? Yeah. I love how you're defining it as almost kind of like a feeling, right? A feeling of stuck. The thing though with it is I actually like to lean into the feeling and I actually like to play with the feeling and I actually like to talk to the feeling. I think too often what we try to do is get in our head of like, okay, I feel stuck. Now I have to feel like I have to do something to change it. And my response is, okay, you feel stuck. What does that feeling feel like? What does that feeling mean to you? What is that feeling trying to tell you? So I like to drop into the feeling and connect to it. And I think the answer will come from that, from the questioning, from the feeling it, from the almost kind of like embracing it rather than from trying to change it with action. Because when we try to change it with action, we don't really recognize, well, what does it actually mean? What is that meaning of stuck? I think the feeling, you have to connect to the feeling and ask yourself questions based off of that feeling. So entertain it, play with it, talk with it. And I think the ideas and the concepts of why you're feeling that way, what do you need to actually not feel stuck? Those are the kinds of questions that can actually get you to the other side. So I think too often we feel something in our bodies, in our hearts, and then we just immediately draw it up to our heads. When my thing is like, don't go to the head, 
right? We don't want to strategize out of this feeling yet. We want to feel the feeling first and then build the strategy from there. And literally, tactically, how do I sit in this feeling? What are things I should be doing to connect with it? Yeah, I think you have to talk to it. Like people would actually think I am bananas because I am talking to myself all the time. Thank God I have a dog because then at least I can say I'm talking to the dog. But if you have the feeling of stuckness, legit, like if you feel I'm stuck, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing in my career. I know that this isn't working for me, but I'm not sure what that next move or step is. I would say the best things to do are to ask yourself some deep reflective questions. I feel stuck. Why do I feel stuck? What's happening in my career? Okay, well, this is happening. Why don't I enjoy that? Why don't I like it? Well, if I don't enjoy this and I don't like this, what would I enjoy? What opportunities seem to be calling to me currently? What are some of the things that I've done in my past that made me feel not stuck, that made me feel more fulfilled or joyful? So the answers come from feeling into the feeling and asking yourself questions that originate from that feeling. I can recall a little bit of myself being in that sense of stuck. And my brain was just constant. It was in this loop of just, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. What am I going to do? Where do I go from here? How do I start? And I know what I would say now, but in that moment, Mm -hmm. I think I would have responded to you by saying, I think about this all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean get in it? Like, I'm literally thinking about it all the time. What is the difference between what I might be doing, which is sitting and stewing and brewing in it versus what you're asking me to do? Like, what is the shift that I need to make to make this productive rather than what I was doing back then? Well, the asking yourself the questions and connecting to the feeling is productive. And I think many times what we think is that reflective work and deep work connecting to ourselves is not action. When what I'm saying is it's the best action for you to take. So the over, I am a huge overthinker. A few weeks ago, I caught myself in a 45 minute walk with my dog overthinking a scenario that wasn't even going to (laughs) happen. But overthinking is not actually not you thinking about what to do or what to change. Overthinking is just you thinking about how you are in the situation and it's not a good situation for you and you want it to change. Ready to ditch corporate and find fulfillment as your own boss? You may be considering or even dreaming of ditching that life-sucking job and doing your own thing as a consultant. But right now, it still feels like a huge leap and you aren't sure where to begin. You can keep considering and dreaming, but if you're not professionally or personally fulfilled, then what are you waiting for? It's time to tap into the expertise and experience you already have with confidence and create your own consulting business where you can control your career, your income, and your time. Introducing From Corporate to Consultant, the Consultant Launch Course. Go from your corporate job to establishing a company, getting clients, and planning for growth in just six weeks. If you want to start consulting, you need to know how to start a business. This course gives you the exact roadmap you need to build your consulting business. Yes, you can spend hours and hours searching and finding answers in the black hole of the internet, trying to make sense of it all, or just figuring it out as you go. 
but I have been there and I know it's a waste of time and money. So I've taken my almost 10 years of experience in building a consultancy of over 500,000 in revenue and put it into this course. With an easy to follow approach, this course will give you a strong foundation for your business and set you up with a clear plan for how to move forward. So you can focus on doing your best consulting work and getting results like the expert that you are. It's time to stop feeling stuck and start feeling in charge of your path. The sooner you get started, the sooner you can leave your nine to five behind and start taking control of your schedule, your finances, your legacy, and your life. Visit theclaritywizard.com forward slash course to get started today. Typically, we're not overthinking and strategizing and connecting to feelings and asking ourselves deep questions. We're just thinking. Yeah, I definitely can see that, right? That what I'm really thinking about and sitting and stewing in is the problem versus what does this mean? How do I learn from this? How do I extract something? I can definitely see that. How do I deal with, I should say, this feeling that I'm not going to get past this? Like, this is just what it is. And I just got to figure out how to deal with it, which I think for a while there, that's the place I was in, which is, it just is what it is. Like, I need a job. This is my career. I went to school for many years and I invested my time into it. I just need to muster up. And just power through. And yes, I feel unhappy, but this is what it is. Is that a fair way to think about things? Well, I think that's how we typically think about things, which is unfortunate because my question to a lot of my clients is, so how long do you just want life to be life, right? Mm -hmm. Like how long do you just want to kind of sit around and think that happiness is not available to you when you were put on this world to live happy? Like that's why we were all put here. Nobody is standing in the way of us achieving what we want and our happiness besides ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of it in the perspective of whatever your next choice is, all of your experiences, all of your education, all of who you are comes with you. You don't like put it down and then walk away from it. I have a PhD in pharmacology, but I spent six years, you know, and I don't do anything related to pharmacology. But what that taught me was endurance, stamina, determination. It taught me what I like. It taught me what I don't like. And that has changed and shaped the way that I move through the world currently and how I serve my clients and how I, you know, move through my career. So it's really about understanding that nothing that you have achieved disappears. It all goes with you on the journey. You don't just set it down and walk away from it. And so happiness is available to all of us. And so my biggest question is, why would you ever stand in the way of your happy? Yeah, I love what you're saying here about you bring all of your experiences with you. I think we've been trained to expect a linear trajectory on our careers and our experiences and that we're simply building on the prior rather than giving ourselves the freedom to just jump to whatever is appropriate in that time and space for us. And I certainly have felt that coming out of my corporate career and into consulting was really clear I needed to do consulting based on what I was working on before. That was the logical transition. And for a long time, really feeling uncomfortable trying to go beyond that into something that looked different than my corporate career. And there are so many people, I think, these days that are, I don't know what to call them, that they're hoppers, right? They're just constantly doing different things and seem perfectly happy in that. 
I wonder how we can allow ourselves the freedom. How do we coach ourselves through the freedom to do what's right in the moment? And that's part of kind of getting that unstuck feeling is that I feel like I got to do this career. I'm an accountant. I have to be in accounting. I put all this time into it. I'm stuck here. I can't get out of that. How do I break my mind out of that feeling of having to have a linear path? Yeah, you know, you're asking a question that I think has a lot of layers to it. And I can give kind of a response based off of myself and based off of my clients. I think that as women, I think that as women of color, we grow up with beliefs that as we get older, just don't serve us anymore. So, you know, my parents, they didn't have the same opportunities that I did. They didn't have the same privileges that I do now. And so when I was raised by my parents, they instilled on me certain beliefs about myself, about what I was capable of, about the world, about society that I had to actually let go of and learn to let go of to allow myself the privilege that I have of living life the way that I want to live it. For a long time, I was scared to jump into business ownership full-time because I was terrified that my parents would be scared that I was going to be unsafe, that I wasn't going to have security, that I wasn't going to be able to retire, that I wasn't going to have money because we didn't have that when I was a kid. Safety and security, especially in finances, was not available to my family. And so I think the question that you're asking is very layered because it depends on who you are, how you grew up, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about the world, and what you just believe about work. And it could very well be that the reason why you don't think you have the freedom to explore or to do something differently is because you just don't believe that's available to you because you weren't taught that it existed. And so I would urge people who are kind of sitting in stuckness and feeling like someone's going to judge me or I'm going to let someone down, or this isn't capable or available to me, to really ask yourself, where is that truly coming from? And I can almost bet that it's coming from a belief that doesn't serve you Mm. and that you learned from someone that didn't have the same privileges as you. And it's okay to acknowledge that and to let it go, but that is a process and it's not an easy process. But it starts with really, again, asking yourself those questions of where is this truly coming from? Yeah, which would come back to the same place, right? Sitting in that Mm -hmm. feeling and really analyzing why I feel this way. So let's talk about progressing past it. I'm sad in my feeling. I'm trying to understand it. I'm really dissecting why I'm here and what I'm feeling. How do I move? What is my next move to get through this? Yeah. So I think there's a few different things that we can think about. So if you are currently working and you feel stuck and you feel safe and secure and comfortable to talk to your supervisor, your manager, a colleague, a trusted colleague, a sponsor in the work environment, I think that's a great place to start. That is not available to everyone because we know that toxic workplaces exist. We know that there are other factors that at play that are sometimes out of our control. But if you do feel safe and secure to be able to voice that, I always say that's the best place to start. Because sometimes what we do is we count out our environment thinking that it's not going to give us what we need when we haven't even had that conversation yet. 
So I always tell individuals, call in to the conversation, people that can support, help, and guide you in the environment that you're in to see if it's possible for you to get what you need in that space. So after you've identified what stuck means to you and what you need to get unstuck, asking yourself those deep questions, try to start where you are if you can do that. The other thing that I always tell individuals is it's so important to have a professional community. It's so important for you to have mentors, people that you can talk to, industry experts, and also to really build that professional community. So if getting out of stuck means making a career change, means making an industry change, then calling into your professional community, people who can support you in making that shift and talk to you about what that shift looks like and what the other side is like. So you can determine if that's really the space and place for me. So I think there's that component of having the conversation where you are to see if there's ways for you to navigate that in the space you are in. Having your professional community to kind of lean on and discuss those things with. And then if you feel like making a change is really what you need, making an industry change or a career change, creating that plan for yourself. What is that going to look like? I need to look at my brand and update my brand. So looking at your resume, your cover letter, thinking about your transferable skills, what you want to change, what you want to add to elevate your brand. Again, networking and really bringing in your community to the conversation and identifying the right roles and opportunities that fit that are going to have feeling much more fulfilled. Let's say I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this conversation and everything you just said, and, and particularly your last you know, comments, and it makes me feel really nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why do I feel nervous and yeah. what should I do about it? Yeah, you probably feel nervous for a variety of different reasons. A lot of what I said can be triggers for people, right? So the first thing that I said of having a conversation with your supervisor or someone in your job, trigger. Having conversations about our needs, very uncomfortable, and we choose to not do that. We choose to actually leave the space in the hopes and the thought that the next thing will just be better. And it very well could be if you've given real thought to what you want and need. But you're always going to have to have conversations around your needs and you're always going to have to have tough conversations. So that's great practice for you in every single aspect and area of your life. So I'm sure that that can be a trigger, but it's incredibly helpful to do that. Professional communities and networking is a trigger because for me, and I actually don't even like to use the word networking anymore. But for me, being a Latina in STEM, I didn't want to network with anybody around me because they were the people who were calling me ghetto. They were the people who were telling me, you know, I can't speak with my hands because it makes me look stupid. So why am I going to want to network with these people, right? But so what I had to do was create a professional community outside of those individuals and find people who were truly going to support me. So networking and building your professional community can be very triggering for people. But what I say is if you think about it as your community, you get to design it however you want, right? You get to have all of the awesome people in it that are truly going to be your cheerleaders and your supporters. So when I think of the word community, I feel completely different than when I think of the word networking. Yes, yes. So that can be a trigger. And, you know, when you think about creating an exit plan, making a transition, that's a huge trigger because it's a lot of work, right? The job search is a roller coaster ride. And we see this on LinkedIn all the time. We're getting flooded with people saying, 
I just applied to 200 jobs and I've never gotten a call back. Recruiters are ghosting me. There's a lot of triggers around starting a job search, around making a career transition. But the thing is, is that you can do it. It can work for you. And it's just a matter of truly knowing what you want. And again, calling in the people who can help and support you through it. So that when you are on that roller coaster ride of a job search, you feel a little less hectic and a little less, you know, kind of like erratic through it. You feel more grounded and centered. I absolutely love this pivot from networking to community. That feels so empowering even to myself and that I don't know that I've ever thought or talked about it that way, but in reflecting what makes my community now, it certainly is a community rather than a network. And so I'm going to steal that thought and that thinking (laughs) and really share that because I think it's a powerful and empowering way to think about connecting with others in a professional setting that we normally don't talk about that way. So thank you for that. What is it that I am doing wrong or not doing well that is putting me in this position? So if I'm able to take all of your advice, I'm going to sit in my feelings, I'm going to think about it, I'm going to strategize, I'm going to go out there and have the tough conversations, build the community, make a change. How do I prevent this from happening again, this finding my way back into this feeling of stuck? Well, I think you release the idea that you're doing it wrong or that it won't happen again. Like life is just about taking chances and taking shots, right? Whatever you do next, if it isn't the right move, you are a hundred steps closer than where you were before. So there is no right. And there is no, like, this is all going to work out perfectly, right? I don't like to sit in these two extremes. I like to sit in the space of let's take a shot. Let's do it. Let's see what we got. Because you'll always, in essence, continue to learn more about yourself and about what you want and don't want. So I think sitting in those extremes can be of a disservice to us, or it's like, it's either going to be like this, or it's going to be like this. You know, I like to kind of think of it as just take your shot. Whatever the next move is, you will be a hundred times closer than where you were before. Yeah, I love that. I think ask my audience that their next shot is to get in touch with you and figure out how you can help them get through that. If I wanted to reach out to you and get to know how to work with you, how can I do that? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. I feel like I live on LinkedIn and Instagram. I very much enjoy it. And I very much enjoy connecting to new individuals and answering questions. So if you want to you know, connect with me on Instagram, it's Jasmine Escalera Coaching. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's Jasmine Escalera. And I'm happy to address questions or to help you get from stuck to really feeling fulfilled in your next step. Fantastic. This has been really valuable conversation. And I love that we've made this connection. You are awesome. And I love all your pink and your color. (laughs) It's fantastic. So thank you for talking today. And let's stay in touch if you don't mind. Of course. Thank you. 